This is the voice of Carnage, and you are listening to Carnage Cast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Extrasode 6 of Carnage Cast. Huzzah! 2012. With me today is Andre Krupa, database administrator for the convention, who's going to tell us more about the weekend. Andre, how are you today? Hey, I'm doing well. And you, Tyler? Very good. Thank you for coming on Carnage Cast. Well, geez, thanks for having me. So, Huzzah, tell us more. Uh, well, Huzzah is a historical wargaming convention for New England. Uh, it's being held here at the Fireside Inn and Suites in Portland, Maine. The dates are May 4th through 6th this year. This this isn't the first year out, though, is it? No, this will be our third year putting Huzzah on. Um, it's a variety of different events that we put on. It's all strictly focused on historical gaming. There are some non-historical games, but for the vast majority, it's things like Fog of War tournaments, Ancients Gaming, I'm running an Aerodrome tournament, there's lots of vendors, uh, so it's a variety of different things, but all geared uh, towards miniatures gaming. Miniatures itself, encompass, like, like you were just describing, encompasses a lot of different elements. Uh, sort of how does, how does the schedule it has all break down in terms of what people are going to find? Oh, fair enough. It's pretty much like a standard convention. Uh, there's a Friday session that runs, I believe it's uh, 7 to 11. Then there's the Saturday morning session, Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening. And then we also do a long session on Sunday, uh, which gives people an opportunity to put on a longer scenario. It's a six-hour session. Right. So do that as well. There's usually a club competition game, and the winning, winning club gets the lobster pot helmet which was donated by boston trains bands and richard clayton it's pretty neat and every year a different club or i should say the winning club it could be the same uh get to take possession of it until the following year the club that earns the most points based on registered attendees game masters distance to the club location uh winners of the painting contest and winners of best of are scored and then that's how one wins. And Dean Emerson put a lot of work into organizing it, especially the first two years. And I think this was his brainchild, although I'm not absolutely positive. But it's very neat because it, it gets all the clubs into a competitive spirit to kind of help put on an event. So there's, there's a lot of uh, club-oriented activities at, at uh, Huzzah? Absolutely. Uh, we have a bunch of great clubs that come up, uh, Boston Trained Bands, uh, Maine Wargamers Association, or I should say Maine Historical Wargamers Association, uh, Battle Group Boston. Uh, in fact, Battle Group Boston was kind of, has been kind enough to loan us their software and basically repackage the front end of it so that we can use it too. And so we really appreciate those guys helping out with that. Uh, Northern Conspiracy um, also participates in it, just to name a few. Mm-hmm. So just to give you an idea of the clubs that are involved. No, I'm I'm kind of new to miniatures. Or is the, the sort of the club unit of organization something unique to to miniatures gaming? Well, I don't know how unique it is, but I guess we probably see more of that than we see on the role playing side. Uh, and I think that some of that is probably due to the level of preparation. Traditionally, historical gamers spend a lot of time uh, painting miniatures, uh, putting together terrain, uh, researching scenarios, reading up on different historical periods, uh, depending on what they're into at the moment, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, so I think it's a more intense effort. And I think people like to make sure they have a guaranteed audience in a way. So I think like-minded people tend to band together in a club format. And subclubs own property, buy miniatures together, that sort of thing. I'm a member of Northern Conspiracy, and, and we don't own anything as a club. But uh, some clubs do that. It depends on how they're organized. So sometimes people do it to pool the funds to help buy the materials. What are some of the highlights of the schedule for uh, Hazal this year? Well, that's a good question. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff that's going on. Uh, we're going to be starting out with a basic impetus tournament, uh, which is actually early on Friday un- before the unofficial start of the convention. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a Warriors Ancients tournament, which is all day on Saturday. There's a Flames of War tournament, which is going to basically go all weekend, being put on by Gordon from Adler Hobbies. Uh, there's the main Historical War Gamers Association Club Invitational game. Uh, this year it's a Boxer Summer, which will be running on Saturday night. Uh, so it's going to recreate the uh, the Siege of the Legations in Peking during that hot, dusty, dusty summer of 1900. So there's that. There's going to be a tabletop terrain contest. There's about 70 different events. I'll be running Friday Night Dogfights, which is an aerodrome event that people can join as they arrive on Friday. And then I'm running an aerodrome tournament myself on Saturday, where I'll be giving out the coveted Huzzah Ace of Aces Aerodrome Cup. We have uh, one gentleman who's putting on a workshop about patrols and patrolling for the modern era. Events like we have a quiet sector which uses behind enemy lines. That'll be a 15mm World War II. Uh, There's Carnage and Glory games which is a computer modified uh, system. There's a number of different periods that that applies to. Um, I believe this particular one is Napoleonic. So there's a variety of different things. There'll be uh, gladiatorial combat, uh, check your six, uh, World War II aerial on a variety of scales, six and ten millimeter World War II spearhead games, that sort of thing. So it's a variety of different things. Mm-hmm. Just then you were throwing out a lot of different names and systems and periods. For someone who's interested in coming but is, isn't uh, as au fait with historical wargaming, what would be some good entry points for them? Well, there's a, a lot of fairly simple games being put on that are relatively introductory. For the most part, though, I think that it's all pretty accessible. I don't think too many things are being run that are so rules-heavy that someone couldn't get into it and learn it. Uh, Most of these games have to be finished in four hours, which traditionally for a historical miniatures game, that's pretty darn fast. Mm -hmm. Uh, But rule systems that are pretty easy to use are things like disposable heroes, uh, commands and colors... Uh, Fire and Fury is pretty straightforward. Uh, Legends of the Old West, Small Wars. Most of the rule systems really in use in this kind of a convention where they have to be done in four hours are pretty straightforward. So I think everything's fairly accessible. You might, if you're a, a person who's never played before, stay away from the two session games only because those are generally going to require a greater amount of knowledge Mm and usually use a more simulationist-oriented rule system, I guess is a good way to put it. Okay. So uh, Wargaming rules also sort of run that gamut from high simulation to ease of play? 
Oh, absolutely. You know, that's, uh, of course, within the wargaming community, there's always quite a debate uh, as to what's most optimal ease of play, greater realism, and like anything else, there's always a balance to be struck between the two. Mm-hmm. I must admit that the older I get, the more I like fast and simple. Uh, but you do lose out because most, in some ways, uh, because most of those systems are relatively coarse. So it really depends on what you are looking for. Mm-hmm. Is, all, is all historical wargaming? Why focus on that portion of, of, the, uh, of the hobby? Well, it's a very specific field. Uh, there's a lot of people who are involved. There's a wide range of periods. Uh, so there's plenty for people to do. A lot of people who are interested in it. Uh, Northern New England particularly seems to have a rather rich community of uh, historical miniatures gamers. And we do have a few events that are not strictly historical. Uh, there's a couple of zombie games. There's uh, some two-fisted action. Mike Payne puts on a gorgeous table, and he has uh, a bunch of different uh, scenarios he's running. And his tables are always beautiful, but not necessarily strictly historical. Like Conquest of Hanghai is one of his events. He uses a, a home-crafted system. It's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. People have a lot of fun. It's very two-fisted. Um, so it's not all strictly historical, but there's an awful lot one can do in the range of historical gaming. Right. Was that organic, or was that part of the mission from the beginning? To That was pretty much part of the mission from the beginning. Um, we felt that we would want to try to bring as high quality a convention as we could uh, to the area, and we wanted to stay as focused as we could. So a lot of discussion was had before it was decided to go with strictly historical miniatures. Uh, and part of it's the venues and that sort of thing. You know, if you're going to do a mixed convention, you're going to need a larger venue. You're going to have to accommodate a, a wider variety of, of interests. And you're going to have more need, a need for more people on the team as well uh, to help coordinate everything. Okay. So you, you were, it was a combination of the, the means you had and, and recognizing the opening in the New England convention scene. Exactly. Exactly. Now, by the time this episode drops, it's just going to be over a week until Huzzah. For someone who's just hearing about this, well, what can they do to get on board? Uh, well, the best thing to do at that point, if it's going to be just a week before the convention, is uh, show up and register. Uh, pre-registration will probably be closed by then, but I find that about two-thirds of the games get filled up at the convention itself. So there's plenty of room for uh, drop-in play? Yeah, there's almost always a fair amount of room. There'll be a few events that have a large fan base and fill right up almost immediately, but there's not that many of those. I think for the most part, there's usually a handful of openings available the day of the convention, Uh, although they fill up very, very fast on Friday evening. From people coming in and registering? Exactly. The the bulk of, uh, I think the bulk of the players show up Friday and register and settle in. Okay. And uh, so where, where should people go for more information? Uh, it is www.huzzacon.com. Again, that's www.huzzacon.com. Mm-hmm. And that, that's uh, May 4th through the 6th this year, 2012, in Portland, Maine. 
Exactly, exactly. Andre, thank you very much for telling us about Hazal tonight. Oh, well, hey, well, thank you very much for having me on. I very much appreciate it. You've been listening to Carnage Cast, a production of NNEG LLC. All rights reserved. For more information, visit us at www.carnagecon.com. <laughs>